Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Welcome to Montana's Peer Network Recovery Talks podcast. I'm Jim Haney. And I'm Leah Westwell. Welcome to our audience and listeners. Today, Leah and I don't have a guest that we're bringing on, but Leah's going to kind of be our guest, I, I guess. I mean, we're going <laughs> to hear about her trip to Pine Ridge and Standing Rock for the uh, Return to Heart Foundation Summer Solstice. And uh, this was over multiple days, right? Was it three days or four days? The solstice event are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But yeah, I flew out a day early and got to spend extra time. Yeah. I guess the place to sort of jump in for our listeners is, you know, how did you get invited or how did you get involved with this and, and what, what was it all about? Well, um, how I personally got involved was a micro grant for indigenous women leaders called Traditional Helpers and Healers came out. Actually, the first time I seen it was in 2020. And then then I seen it last year in 2021, towards the end of the year. And I applied both times. The first time I didn't get it, Um, but I've been watching them. And, you know, and I've been growing within my own work. And so I tried for it again. And this time I did receive it. I think you remember that. I was all excited. But the whole purpose of their foundation is philanthropy. And they've been in this type of work, both of them, uh, Gina Jackson and Sarah Eagleheart, for quite some time. But they speak on how 1% of Indigenous women get grants, get funding. Mm-hmm. And that it might even be smaller than that. They put out funding to try to help those women that are out there um, starting good programs in their communities, whether it be bringing back traditional ways, whether it be uh, within my work, recovery and behavioral health. That's how I got involved. And then I had seen emails and, and Facebook posts where they're inviting everybody to this event. It doesn't matter your color. It doesn't matter your background. They're inviting Mm. everybody. And I think it was the week before I got to reading an email in my personal email. And it said, those that are grantees, we're paying for your flight. We're paying for, you know, and it was just a, a very beautiful uh, gathering, definitely. Nice, nice. 
So, so what over the course of the three days, there were all kinds of events going on. So what, uh, tell us, tell us, what did you participate in? Well, first off, I just want to thank Ms. Gina Jackson for allowing me, you know, they bought a few Airbnbs and those that actually purchased tickets for the event stayed at a hotel in Rapid City um, called the Alex Johnson. I'm like, I thought it was Howard Johnson, but I guess there's Alex Johnson. That's um, his cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I just want to thank her for allowing me to be in the midst of the magic because I got to stay with them at their their Airbnb mm. and I just met some amazingly empowering, amazing empowering females. You know, because being a female, it doesn't matter what work you do. The society we live in, a lot of times, you know, we're having to be subject to that power and privilege and rooms of, of male, you know, no matter what color you are. And I mean, let's be honest, women can, we can be catty sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. and this, I was surrounded by women like myself, women that bring each other up, women that empower each other, women that really showed a lot of love and compassion on one another. And so the event started off Friday night um, at a museum in Rapid City, and we got a presentation by Sarah Eagleheart who is, you know, her and Gina are, are on that spectrum of people know who they are, whether they're native or not. Mm -hmm. She's actually the voice within a cartoon that's coming out. And she did some work with some pretty famous individuals to hear about where they came from, you know, Sarah, where she came from, Gina, where she came from. And then Brandy, you know, she's, she's doing journalist work. She did a documentary of the Pope. She was over there when the Pope apologized to mm. the Native American communities for mm. what the Catholic Church did. To know that these women probably had it harder than I did growing up mm. and to be where they're at today, having degrees of masters, doc doctorates, they ended up honoring Joni. She's now their um, their co CEO, I believe. And you know, just hearing their stories, and we got to we got a meal made by Payette. I don't want to interrupt the yeah. last name, but from Ra Gordon yeah. Ramsay's. Yeah, yeah, next level chef. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, I said my boss and my daughter are huge fans. And she yeah, yeah. Tell them to say hello. 
That's great. That's great. Was it just all women or were there men that were there too? There was men there too. The Disney Foundation, they sent out some folks and that was a woman and a man. Mm-hmm. And there was even older gentlemen from the church doing doing work to see where he can support mm-hmm. uh, indigenous communities was there. So there was men and very few on the bus ride up on Saturday uh, to Standing Rock and, and that area. They both spoke up and they said, I can't remember what it was we were talking about, but um, somebody said, good thing. I wonder how a man would take it if they were on here hearing us, you know, hearing us strong women. And I'm sitting right next to the two men and I look over and they're just quiet. <laughs> they're like, we wouldn't say anything anyway. But yeah, they were, you know, there was men there supporting us. The president of the Ogallala was there, um, Sarah's partner. Um, there was elders that came out and taught us their creation stories, told us the stories of um, that area. Um, so we had, yeah, and on Saturday, you had the choice of slaughtering a buffalo, going and picking traditional plants, learning about traditional plants, and I forget the word, the horse therapy. Equine therapy? Oh, okay. Yes, equine therapy. Mm -hmm. And so I did the traditional medicine, and we had some gentlemen helping that as well. And I know Mm -hmm. they did over at the Buffalo, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all of this, again, was at the, it was on the Pine Ridge Reservation and black part of the Black Hills, South Dakota, Western part for listeners, if you've never been there, it's a gorgeous place. It's really something it's, uh, there's rolling hills and yeah, the grasslands are there. The national grasslands are there. And yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful area. If you've never been, I highly suggest our listeners travel there because it's, it's, it's very scenic. They, they kept saying, yeah, this is the season to be here. Yeah. I know, my boss told me it's very green. Yeah. yeah, 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 it's beautiful. I've been to that area a number of times and uh, only once during the time you went and that by far was my most favorite. I mean, I've been there in winter, I've been there in summer, I've been there in fall and it's just the colors and the tall green grass and the rolling hills and the pine trees and yeah it's it's neat and it's not that far from Montana it's it's really not that far so kind of promoting the Black Hills there (laughs) (laughs) and to hear the stories of you know how the Black Hills in that area came to be the Ogallala you know above above like an aerial shot it looks like a heart mm. mm-hmm. and then that looks like the veins of a heart going out mm. yeah. and I was lucky enough to ride the plane which you're right I could have drove and been there 
a lot yeah. younger. Yeah. But it was, I think it was all part of the experience that Gina and Sarah wanted us, and Joni wanted us to have. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Um, but I tried to look down and see the aerial view. It was mm -hmm. pretty cloudy on the way back. I seen, you know, I seen the ripples, like, you know, where the veins, mm -hmm. veins were, but mm -hmm. um, that, I, I have seen articles or pictures of it, you know, in magazines mm -hmm. and books. Mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. pretty special. And we yeah. went in the cave. Nice. The yeah, there's cave. a lot of caves in that area. Yeah. How did you like that? Oh, it was amazing. I was, so we took the tour. And when um, the ranger was, was sharing, which I really appreciated, um the respect go, which one did you go to did you go to jewel cave or did you go to wind cave oh gosh they're both I national parks that. right there you said ranger so i'm assuming you were at one of those too yeah yeah this one goes like 160 some feet under the ground and there's yeah wind cave is the bigger of the two it's, it's it's one of the larger, I don't think it's the largest in the US. I think New Mexico has the largest, but it's pretty big. And it's it's a neat experience going underground and seeing the stalagmites and the stalactites and yeah. Yes. And you could see the look on everybody's face when she started talking about how deep we're gonna go. Yeah. And she said, can I get somebody to, uh, be the last that comes and nobody would raise their hand. I'm like, okay. Oh. So I was the last. Oh, so. you were? <laughs> so she knew who the last person was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody doesn't wander off. Yeah, because it's huge. It's 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 really big and there's you could easily get lost in there and I don't know how you'd find your way out. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool that you got to do that. That's really neat. Um, so were there traditional ceremonies that took place during the during the weekend? So <clears throat> the whole thing had the feel of a ceremony. Okay. It really did. But, you know, the buffalo in a sense, that whole deal, you know, that is very sacred to, to the Ogallala, mm -hmm. to many mm -hmm. of us many of us um but they had the buffalo already ready to be butchered but they do do something prior to and that buffalo that meat went to their ceremony that's happening this week um they have their sun dance this time of year like like we do a lot of their story was stories were similar to Blackfeet as well, I want to say. Mm, um, mm. But yeah, that was to go to the their Sundance this, this week. But I guess when they go out to pick a buffalo to kill, they're doing their praying. They're, you know, these these prayer warriors, they're they're praying you know, for, for the herd, they also learn their ways from the buffalo. Mm -hmm. But 
I guess a buff one buffalo always separates himself from the herd, and what he's doing is sacrificing himself for the sundown. Mm. Mm. And that's interesting. That's the one that gets chosen, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and never not, and never does not go that way. There's always that one, so mm-hmm. that's part of, you know, we say all our relations in Indigenous First Nations, and 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 all Indigenous have, you know, a way of saying all our relations, and that goes into our animals, our land, our elements, mm-hmm. and so. Um, you know, that interconnectedness piece, you know, that, that goes along with that. It's really cool. It's really beautiful uh, to learn other tribes' ways as well. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what, so it sounds like you got a lot out of the experience. Any, any specific takeaways from the, from the experience? We've had a few days now to process it, and yeah, um, and when kind of going back to the comment I made when you asked me if there was ceremony going on, you know, during ceremony time for me, my elders, um, my great aunt, who's my grandma, uh, in our way, she says. You know, during that week of our circle camp, during that week of our Ocon, our, our, our Sundance, that's a time that we're reconnecting, we're grounding ourselves, and we're getting that knowledge, soaking that way up to go back out and, and bring it back into the lives that we live. You know? And that's kind of how I felt with this, mm. is we were all giving each other the power and being treated like a queen. I kept saying, I feel like a queen and Gina say you are, you know? And that's, that's, that's traditional. That's traditional for, um, for our elders to treat, you know, treat us well, teach us, get us ready for the world and send us back out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, the experience when I got to go kayaking the last day with Jasmine, another sister from from California, we had, it was an inner tribal, beautiful experience. We had folks from Canada to Columbia, to New York, to California. Mm. Um, we had two that were you know, our youth, our younger generation, you know, we, we kept saying, you know, you guys are our future. Because mm-hmm. that's why, and, it, and this is um, coming to an end and actually answering your question. This is why, it reminded me of why I do what I do. It's for the generations to come. Mm. Nice. Very nice. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It sounds like a wonderful experience. I know you sort of checked in with me throughout the weekend and I could tell you were enjoying yourself, which is, which is great. I think it's, it's important to have these types of experiences. And I think in particular uh, for a, a woman 
and a native woman to get together with other native women leaders, I think is very important also. So kudos to the Return to Heart Foundation for you know, putting this on and the micro grants and just all of that. I, I think it's really important. This is how we empower people and the energy that you pick up and the learning experience and the growth and the connections, the networking, that'll stay with you for a long time. And, you know, I also want to share one more thing is it was a huge reminder of how blessed I really am and reminder mm -hmm. of, you know, the road that led me to where I'm at now, the road mm -hmm. that a lot of these women are on, you know, and for me to be able to say, I work, I work with a non-native organization but they lift me up and they support me and mm -hmm. and to be able to share with them you know the drop-in centers are now going to be half for tribal community yeah 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 well thank you leah for sharing that uh experience it sounds wonderful um and uh you know let that energy stay with you for long as you can and let it power you power you forward so. thank you i already told my son we're going camping in the next couple of weeks so. nice yeah yeah well our weather has finally changed we finally are into summer now i think we're finally <laughs> we had a quite a rainy kind of rainy may and so now we're finally getting warm days with the blue skies and and uh feels like summer so that's great. Right. And, and thank you to our listeners uh, for tuning in once again to Recovery Talks, our weekly podcast. Leah and I try to bring you a selection of, of guests, but sometimes we ourselves are doing things and we want to share that with you also. So uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us at Montana's Peer Network. And with that, uh, Leah and I will say, Goodbye. Have a good week, everybody. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery is possible.